Elf. The story of how Sonny Corleone got into witness protection after he was killed, supposedly, when actually he turned state's witness and decided to start making children's books. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Spaghetti Squad. No, it's oh. home viewing. It's a podcast where we watch all the movies in our movie library in alphabetical order. And it's a Christmas special. Yay. I think this is the only Christmas movie we actually have. Like, I'm sure we have other movies that take I guess place Frozen doesn't count. during Christmas. No, Frozen isn't a Christmas movie. It's just a movie. Are you mad at me because of this? <laughs> I mean, I guess we could technically, but really, Frozen takes place during the spring. It just becomes winter because of Elsa's magical powers. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, I need to say something. Uh, anyway, um, so today we watched Elf, which, as I said, is a movie about Sonny Corleone and witness protection. <sighs> James Caan. He is the unsung hero of this movie. James Caan is so good. Well, I mean, what what, what was the point that you raised? <laughs> Halfway through the movie, I was like, wait a minute. He's not actually the bad guy. He's literally just trying to make a living. And everyone's demonizing him for trying to be a, like, a successful person. Well, I mean, there is the entire scene where he takes the books away from the orphanage because <laughs> they can't make the payments. Which is kind of a very, which is very much a Dickensian. Kind of funny. It's it's very much a Dickensian villain. Move. Well, but they set it up so like binarily. Like you really could be like, oh, he like you could see he's not actually a bad person. Like well, I mean, the way he interacts with Buddy. Interesting as it goes on later, you realize that oh, he's he's become a bad person because of circumstances. You know, this capitalism with, with who he's working under, like too, like. <laughs> The publisher who's like, yeah, it's Christmas Eve. I expect a pitch, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oof. James Conn is... Relatable. What's, what's so fun to me, though, is that like that picture that uh, Buddy has at the beginning, it's like an actual picture of a young James Conn. It looks like he just stepped out of the set of The Godfather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's so good. He looks almost the same. Like, he looks he looks like, he, like young James Conn would if you aged him up. So, you know, like James Conn. But it's funny because he still has, like, a lot of the same kind of mannerisms that you see in The Godfather. Like, he's not, like, a womanizer, obviously, but he still has, like, a certain presence about him. I don't know. I guess he is a womanizer. (laughs) Yeah, he womanizes Mary Steenburgen and then Buddy's mother 30 years ago. (laughs) Mary Steenburgen, she's good in this, too. Oh, I love her. Ted Danson's wife. Really? Yeah, they're married. Very happily married. They're so adorable, too. And she's, like, a good actress, too. I love her in 30 Rock. She plays Avery's mother. Elizabeth Banks' character. Mm-hmm. She plays her, her mother. Mm-hmm. This this cast is really good. Really stacked. Stacked. Mm-hmm. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks. Like, you got Zoe Deschanel. You got Bob Newhart. You've got... Will Ferrell, obviously, Mary Steenburgen, James Caan. I mean, he's good. He's very good. 
Andy Richter in a bit part, Kyle Gass from Tenacious D, Amy Sedaris as the front desk receptionist, like, oh. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. He's an angry elf. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, very well put together. And here's something that fully surprised me that I maybe knew at one point, but didn't. Opening credits, a film by John Favreau. And by John Favreau, not the Obama speechwriter, mm. father of the MCU, John Favreau, the guy who we have to blame for the live action Jungle Book and Lion King, John it, Favreau. The live action Jungle Book was actually pretty good. Yeah, but like, how can you call the it Lion King felt... live action? Yeah, I don't know. I don't the Jungle Book seemed more of a redoing than the Lion King will, but will it's, be. It's, interest, it's interesting to see, like, the trajectory of John Favreau's career because he was originally, I mean, he got famous like on a sex comedy, basically. Like, cause he did Swingers. That was that. That was his calling card film. And then now, you know, he did Daredevil, too, which was, well, no, he played Foggy in Daredevil. He didn't direct Daredevil. That's the thing. He's he's one of those actor director types, but he's. I don't know. The thing that I am looking forward to from him is The Mandalorian, which is his Star Wars series that he's executive oh, producing. He directed Cowboys and Aliens, babe. <laughs> Didn't you see that movie at a midnight premiere? I did. Yeah, Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Would do it again. Zathura, a space adventure. Oh, Lord. Elf. May. Um, didn't. Didn't direct Swingers, but he was a co-producer on Swingers, and he was, you know, he was Be a writer. Swinger. He he wrote Swingers, <laughs> and he wrote Chef. Like it's, it's cool. I don't know. I like I, I like John Favreau's work overall. I think, like even even Iron Man one and Iron Man two. Well, no, I do I do really like it. Oh, he executive produced a single episode of the Shannara Chronicles. Oh, that's a show that was very good in the first season. You didn't even watch the second season. Yeah, we need to watch more of the second season to get through it. I don't know. It's interesting, though, because you could see kind of glimpses of the director that he's going to become in this movie. Sure. What, you didn't see the kind of camera work that he would be, like, he would be using for, like, action films later on in this? I thought so. I mean, the entire scene with the Santa fight... And, um, <laughs> like, the cuts in there, and, uh, also any scene where the sleigh was flying, like, you still had a, a lot of that same kind of camera work. But I think he's very much, and this is probably because of his acting experience, because, you know, he he acts a lot. He's in this movie as the pediatrician who, uh, does the, who does the uh, paternity test. Mm. And, you know, but I think he's, uh... A very good actor's director. He's very good at getting good performances out of his actors. Which is what you see in this movie. Even, like, the child actor performance is, like, really good and really convincing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think one of my favorite parts of this movie is when, uh... He is when the kid actually, um... Does an impression of his dad at the dinner table. <laughs> when he's like... When his dad... He's like, oh, I got a lot of homework to do. Can I eat in my room? Which you feels sound just like him, but it's it, well. It sounds like he's doing an impression of the <laughs> of a character in the Godfather. The... I thought I loved that. 
Listen, you you eat the buddy stuff up, though. Yeah, I don't know how much of my reactions are just nostalgia. Or if it's, like, actually funny. Because I just laugh at every bit, pretty much. Well, I mean, the spaghetti scene. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) And the... Where he jumps on the tree. Well, I mean, I just think about... When he's, like, putting the all the candy on the spaghetti and pours, like, chocolate <laughs> syrup on it and then maple syrup. And then he cracks the Pop-Tart onto it. It's one long... Sh- it's, it's, it's all one take, too. Like, there aren't really any cuts in that. Like, just imagine how much syrup spaghetti that he had to eat. That Will Ferrell had to eat? Yeah. I'd rather not. <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, <sighs> uh, some really good just... One, two, like, comedy reaction shots as well. Like, when he's taking the tights off and then you see Mary Steenburgen's face. (laughs) And it cuts back and forth between his face and her face as they're screaming. I feel like I can't think of another movie that's recently come out that has so many, like, back-to-back bit, like, bits. Like, that's that's Like, everything seems like you have to have a, you have to drive a vehicle from point A to point B to get more laughs. But this one is just, like, non-stop, like... Yeah, because I would say even, like, because this is arguably a high-concept comedy. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking of the funniest comedy, like, film that I've seen recently, and that was Game Night. That was hilarious. But it wasn't, like... It wasn't wasn't as back-to-back laugh-filled as this one was. Now, was it as artistic as this one was? Absolutely. Like, that long take they have in the mansion when they're tossing the, uh, when they're tossing the vase back and forth... In, uh, in Game Night, do you remember that shot? Sure. So, well, I'll put it on, on HBO Now later. Like, watch Game Night. Watch Game Night. It was maybe one of the funniest, like, comedies to come out the last year that just kind of got ignored, in my opinion. Very good. Great performances from Rachel McAdams, especially. She's so good in that movie. If you like Kyle Chandler, which you should. If you don't know why you should like Kyle Chandler, go watch the pilot of Friday Night Lights. If you don't know who Kyle Chandler is. You know who Kyle Chandler is, and I know you know who Kyle Chandler is. It's Eric Taylor. Coach Taylor. Now you're just antagonizing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. This was very well done. It's also adorable. Like, See, I thought in this rewatch that I was going to have the most fun... But here John is over here at the end of the movie, like... Well, you see, there are, like, gems in this movie that I forget about until I see them, you know? For example, Buddy doing, like, the Cossack dancing on the table to whoop there it that, is. That has to be a, um, a stunt double... A... Some, some of it, probably. Yeah. The Will Ferrell is a very good physical comedian. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You want to know my favorite part of this movie? What's your favorite part? I'll, I'll bet you can guess it. The Central Park Rangers... Oh. They are shot, like, shot for shot, exactly like the Nazgul. Like, the ho- like shots of the horses horses chomping, champing at the bits, where, where you can see their breath coming out against the night. The very dark lighting, so they, it looks like they're all black, even though they're wearing their uniforms. The capes trailing out behind them. The four of them on the hill, with lightning flashing in the background. God. Just. Poetic cinema. It's very... Well, I mean, it came out two years after Fellowship. So it was, like, very intentional homage to those movies. It's it's just... I really like it when comedies, like... 
very clearly like tribute other movies and use them to get laughs at the same time. I mean, I feel like Mel Brooks does this all the time, but he like does it like a mile a minute, you know? And this is a spot that you weren't necessarily expecting to see something like that. And then all of a sudden, oh wait, it's the Nazgul. Also Santa uh, Santa threatening Buddy with a tire iron was pretty good too. <laughs> In that part of the movie at the end with the, the suspenseful area. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were really going at the, um, the broadcast lady. They were like super rude to her. They were like, it's your first big story. Like they were like... Like, really, really hitting at her, and even like what they read off of the the um the nice list or whatever. Yeah, it was super mean. Like little poor, poor Carol just trying to get her life together. I don't know what her <laughs> name is, but. And then you know you've got Mike from Veep hitting on her in that one shot. <laughs> <sighs> it's just interesting to see like this movie is pretty dense. Like, mm-hmm. it's got layers. They, they pack. Well, I wouldn't say it's got layers, but it's got a dermat. It's full and a PM otter and a subarachnoid space. No, I don't think it has any of those. I think it's 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 like a very straightforward movie. It's not like exactly there's like a subplot going on. There's maybe a few plots, but it yeah, it is very linear, but also still like interesting. But it's it's dense. It's, I feel like. There's not a wasted shot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which, I think that's something that you have to consider when you're making a movie that is going to be considered a family movie. Like, you want something that people are going to be able to foreseeably, like, sit through all the way in one sitting in a theater without having to get up and use the bathroom or get up and take your kids to the bathroom or something like tight that. Tight 90 forever. Is it a tight 90? I don't know. Let me, let me... Let I me. didn't feel like fidgety or needing to go somewhere, so... Yeah, and you didn't even begin to fall asleep. Well, it's also not that late. Fair. The theaters get you. 97 minutes overall. Yep. Yeah. So not close quite enough. a tight 90, close but enough close enough. Tight. Like, when you... Oh. Leon, Leon the Snowman, Snowman is played by Leon Redbone. And you know how you talk about growing up with Nat King Cole's Christmas album? Mm-hmm. Leon Redbone's Christmas Island is the album that I grew up with. It's so I've good. i heard it. Well, it's very good. They actually they play it in the middle of the movie. Okay. They play Christmas Island when he like goes back to ask her out, ask Zoe Deschanel out on a date. Uh, a side bangs Zoe Deschanel, <laughs> which is very different. Like blonde Zoe Deschanel. Blonde Zoe Deschanel. Still singing though. Yeah, always singing. That's, that's what she do. I do love the duet that she does with. She does Baby It's Cold Outside with Leon Redbone over the credits. It's very feelsy for me. That's... The more I listen to that song, the more it creeps me out, though. Let's not bring in the Baby It's Cold Outside discourse, please. (laughs) Please, I've avoided it so much this year. Do we have anything bad to say about this movie? I guess it's kind of weird that she just agrees to go with Buddy on a date. Like... Yeah. I don't... I mean, obviously you have to make it work it's, for the movie, but... I mean, it is a children's movie True. to some extent. And they are Though just trying to highlight, joke... like, your inner kid and, like, the joy of Christmas. I don't know. As someone who hasn't seen Big, I think this is performs the same function as Big. What is Big? In some way. It's the, it's the movie where Tom Hanks plays, like, the little kid who, who like, makes a... Okay, the little, a little kid, like, makes a wish. Like, he's like, I want to be big, and then... 
Tom Hanks. God, no. Place. I don't want to hear anymore. That's okay. It's a really it famous movie. Awful. It's actually supposed to be really popular. Sounds awful. It's got the scene where he's like jumping on the piano in the FAO Schwartz, like the big the the big giant piano. Is it animated? No, it's not. How is Tom Hanks playing a child? Tom Hanks plays a child who has been aged up into adulthood. That's the concept. Uh, yes. I don't like that concept. <laughs> but I mean, that's basically what Will Ferrell is doing here. He's playing, like, he is, in elf terms, still a child. Yeah, but they're not trying to pretend that he's, like, a real child. Like Oh, the sequence at the beginning. Oh, wonderful. The shoe, the shoe shop. And the uh, oh, and man. the and the tree. That's just sketch so relatable. That's how I feel at school. The tree catching on fire, though. That that cracks me up every time. Oh man! What's well, like you could bake bake cookies in a tree, though ovens in an oak not great in the dry season. Just gets me every time. I love the like the animated area. Oh, the little claymation. Yeah, the little claymation. And then he's just, like, casually just going to walk from the North Pole to New York. <laughs> Love that. And then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel. <laughs> Past the swirly, twirly gumdrops. I mean... I think this is the only movie that I can also, like, partially quote. You... Like the four, four elf food groups or whatever. <laughs> corn, candy, candy cane, candy, canes, candy, canes, candy, candy corn, corn, and syrup. syrup. Amazing. The and then the Christmas list that he has is like everything that I ever want to do during Christmas. <laughs> uh, let's see. Eat a, eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie Speed dough. <laughs> <laughs> Build the gingerbread house. Two, Go ice skating. Make snow angels for two hours. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, makes me wish we had snow. Yeah. 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 It would be real pretty, though. It'd be nice if, like, you could get around here when it snows. I kind of, I hope it snows, like, right before New Year's. Like, just so that, just so that we can see our Christmas lights in the snow. I really we love the lucky way Christmas twice lights look in the snow. Christmas, like, winter season? Mm-hmm. I don't, I think this is going to be the year of no snow. You think so? Yeah, we've gotten lucky the past, like, three years. You see, that's something you start call. you stop calling it getting lucky. It just becomes regular mm. at that point. And also, we're in Atlanta, not Augusta anymore. It does snow more regularly the further north you get. All 50 degrees north or whatever. <laughs> okay, are you ready to rate this movie? Did we cover everything? Um, World's Best Cup of Coffee. Um... <laughs> I really want to go do that at some restaurant that has, like, World's Best Blank. Be like, congratulations! <laughs> when did you first see this movie? What year did it come out? 2003. Probably 2004. Wow. I I've, I've had that D, that DVD is in um, full screen. I've had yeah, it for a long time. That's fair. I think I saw it like... It must have been late middle school, early high school. But I do remember that You Sit Upon a Throat of Lies was like a quote that, <laughs> that we used a lot. Oh, but we forgot uh, the part where he... He shows up and they think he's coming to work. Yeah. <laughs> what is what does the guy say about his job? Oh, he's like, smile. He says smiling's my favorite. He says smiling's my favorite, and he's like, "Well, make work, work your, your favorite." favorite. <laughs> Capitalism. 
Man. And then how he makes all this stuff in the toy shop. And then the manager overnight. gets worried that he's That's, gunning for his job. It's amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine how many replicas they had to make because he smashes through it at The one Legos, point? yeah. They did they did have a have a notice at the end of the credits that was like Lego and brick configurations are all trademarks of Lego. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Mhm. Lego Land, if you want to sponsor us. No, <laughs> oh god, I wish. Get free passes to the architecture Legoland. sets. Oh, get a death. Could imagine if we got a Millennium Falcon. Could you imagine? I, I bought you an X-Wing. It wasn't an X-Wing. It was a TIE Fighter. I bought you a thing. I did make it. And then you lost it. I didn't lose it. I know exactly it's where it in is. It's pieces and it's missing pieces. That's the cat's... No, you don't know where it is. I do. I just no, saw don't. it very recently. It's the cat's fault. Mm-hmm. Blame it on the cats. Well, listen. A Millennium Falcon I would hang from the ceiling. I really would. I really would. Millennium Falcon is one of those things that I pronounce like Falcon correct. I pronounce it correctly most of the time, but every now and then I'll call it the Millennium Falcon because that's how Harrison Ford pronounces it. <laughs> no one told him he was wrong. They just went with it. Oh, also, this is this is very serious. I just need to have a very serious moment mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. It's been a year since The Last Jedi came out. Uh, and there are people out there who think it is the worst Star Wars movie ever made. Can, having having seen having seen Attack of the Clones, having seen the entire prequel set, they consider this to be the worst Star Wars movie ever made. When it's really every single prequel. In fact, I would argue that this is the best Star Wars, The Last Jedi. You know why? Because I watched it. And it makes me what cry does this have to do with every time. You know, it's the season. Tis the season. I'm in withdrawal right now, okay? Every December for the last three years, I've had a Star War to go see. You know what I don't have to go see this year? A Star War. You mean like most of your life? Listen, Kathleen Kennedy, if you're out there, I want you to put Not the spin-off there. movies back on, okay? Kathleen Kennedy... You're terrifying. You've gotten... You've fired several directors. You're very, very scary and very powerful. And I, I will All offer... Right, we gotta stop. I okay. will give All you right, my so life, Kathleen this. Kennedy. How many if you rate, give me another Star Wars movie... Listen, where they are what you grow beyond... No, no, no. How many we are what they grow walls? beyond, okay? We are Narwhals? what they grow beyond. Yeah. That sounds good, right? I give this 3.75 out of 5 narwhals. Really? Yeah, it's straightforward. It's straightforward, very good. It's not a perfect film for me. I love it. It's very whole very cute, made me cry. Is it one of my favorite movies ever? No. You know what one of my favorite movies ever is? Star Wars The Last Jedi, which you all need to watch again. Okay. Four point four nine narwhals. How did what's the (laughs) why four nine? Because it's not four and a half, exactly. Okay, but it's close. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, This should be coming out on Christmas Eve. So our release schedule is a little weird now, I think. Um, Depends on when we can get stuff up for the RSS feed. Um, I know that we're planning pretty soon 
to have a guest a guest episode for uh, Crazy Stupid Love. So, um, other is that than our that, next one? I don't think it is our next one though, just because of the planning what is and our stuff. Next one? I think our next one is probably going to be Captain America: Civil War. Do it for T'Challa. Do it for T'Challa. I can't do it. You can't do I it? I can't. Home viewing's canceled. Home viewing is a part of the Pocket Podcast Network uh, with bringing nope. quality content right Home to your pocket. <laughs> with such shows as No Sorry, Dice. Sorry, the facts. So listen to those shows. <laughs> Simultaneous catch. Uh, lots of shows. You'll love them. The Organ Machines do our theme song. It's a good song. <laughs> it's not the it's name a good it. song. It's called Oil Waves. It's from their first EP. Thanks, boys. Thank you, boys. We love them very much. I guess. And we hope they have a very oh, <laughs> rude. We hope they have a very Merry Christmas or whatever holiday it is that they choose to celebrate. And we hope you all are enjoying your holidays. No, they can be a stressful time, but maybe you get to relax with us for a little bit. Yeah, catch up on some of our episodes of Home Viewing. Yeah! Relieve some of that holiday stress. Relieve some of that holiday stress. Hear the stress of me giving impassioned defenses of the Star Wars. <sighs> it was Carrie Fisher's... Well, Carrie bye, Fisher everyone. makes me cry every time, okay? Bye. She just makes me cry a lot. John, and bye. I just watch it. And then when R2 does the thing with the hologram and it makes Luke... Uh, and then the pores. We love the pores a lot. We love them. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.